Okay, let's start. So, did I even tell you what we're talking about? No. All right. So we're actually not. Nothing. Um. Basically, the original idea I had in mind was to talk to you about the pursuit of happiness and how it's a scam, because it kind of is a scam. Okay. Uh. So Baron is like a doom and gloom kind of person. Uh, because it's the easier argument, and he's a lazy debater. So. Excuse me. Get that mid. Okay, I I am kind of lazy. No, actually, I'm not. I I think. Really natural whip. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. No, but like first is my hardest roll. It is, but for some reason I score highest as a first. To be fair, it's quite easy to score points as a first. That's right, Ian. Fuck you. Okay, <laughs> that's the first curse word. That's the first one. Okay. So basically, I think it was better if we narrow it down to uh, talk more about education and like. So the 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 standard career path for most people is to go to school, to get a degree, and then find a job. Um, but within that time, when we go to school, there's quite a bit that isn't in our control, and there's quite a bit that is in our control. And I suppose that this is also quite um, a general reflection on an essay that I read recently. Poor, don't lick. I know, I'm poor. Don't but, worry. Okay, yeah. So, it was um, I, I read a blog post recently about uh someone's opinion on school, and uh there was a weird statement in the introduction that um your results will reflect your effort, and while this sounds oh really motivational, yeah, yeah. So it sounds pretty motivational and shit, but oh, fuck. how much of it is actually true? I don't think a lot. I think there's quite a bit of things like in education that is in our control, but there's also quite a bit that isn't in our control, and um, I suppose there are some dangers when it, if you want to assign liability for your failures to your own lack of effort or hard work. I I think it can be a little bit. Yeah, Asian kids unite. Oh yes, Woo! yeah, right. So. Yes. So you want to start giving examples? Okay. Like yeah, let, let's just talk about how people generally study first. So like, what, what do you think is in your control and what isn't in your control when it comes to studies? So like, obviously stuff like your study plan is in your control. Kind of, to some extent. I, I'm, uh, doubting, I'm doubting everything at this point. Yeah, same. But yeah. Like, like, for brevity's sake, let's just assume it is. Um, <laughs> stuff like, uh, whether you choose to take hard subjects or not, haha, <laughs> A-level students, I take accounting, uh, so... <laughs> what a waste of time. You want to get slapped? No, okay. I don't. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, obviously, accounting is a less heavy subject compared to something like further math. I don't know why anyone want to take further math. Engineering, Engineers no. don't kill me. My engineering friends actually don't take further math. Really? Like, a lot of them don't. They dropped. Because it's just that hard. But your math and philosopher friend definitely has to take. Yeah, I mean, that's like a given. Yeah. And like the math and stat kid also has to take. So, yeah, like that's in your control. But stuff that probably wouldn't be in your control are like your study environment, how much shit you have to deal with while you're studying. So that, that brings in a lot of factors like how solid your family background is, how much support you actually get 
like financially do you have to work a part-time job do you have to care for your younger siblings while you're studying and like do you, uh, I, you just happen to live in a year where like COVID-19 is a thing then you get screwed over then you don't get screwed over but then the next year get screwed over then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay but actually going back to like choosing subjects being part of like being within your realm of control is that really true though like I think in Malaysia you don't really have a say like even though we have this science stream art stream thing that's also not really within your control yeah I mean there's a lot of like smaller there's a lot of large factors actually that play into what kind of job you choose and obviously like like Parang was mentioning before this um, if you're doing math and stats because someone in your family pushed you to do math and stats and you didn't consider consider humanities because it's looked down upon in Asian society oh fuck sorry sorry you just (laughs) yeah okay so like (laughs) that is an example obviously that limits your choices of what subjects you can choose like by a lot yeah you having a good time yeah You, you know how Joe Rogan smokes weed on his podcast yeah. Okay. So I'm a more toned down version. I drink water. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. Keep it halal for the kids, bro. So Bro, you, you passed that line like, <laughs> two curse words ago. Sure. Um So we were talking about Joe Rogan. No we weren't. Well, no, we were we were talking about education. <laughs> when you go Sorry, sorry. Spaced out. Um Choice of subject. Yeah, choice of subjects. So like, I think a lot of people would probably agree with me on this, that, like, I hate that we are divided into science stream and art stream based off how smart we are. And even if it's not really true, like, I know people who have gone into art stream because they are generally interested in the subjects that art stream has. But a lot of them fear, like, the sort of negative connotations that are tied to the art stream. You know, like... Yeah, you are dumber if you do art stream because that's usually where all the dumb kids go. They don't do science. That's the whole point. Our school had to construct like this semi science class, so it was like for people that Want wanted to do biology, and advanced. No. They they wanted to do like accounting. Actually, they wanted to do yeah accounting and business stuff uh. or like humanities subjects, but they they weren't, I guess, to put it very bluntly, dumb enough to qualify for the art stream classes. Apparently, yeah, I I think that's quite sad because uh, one it sort of influences the way you make decisions about your entire career path like the small steps you take you take in school like I know people say like oh SPM is not a big deal PT3 is not a big deal it won't affect your future but honestly it's the little steps that really do, really do matter so if you don't learn the basics of chemistry biology and physics it's going to affect whether you can apply for that like in pre-U and how well you understand the, the course material in university. And also, like, it just affects your interest. Like, me learning physics in secondary school, I really hated it. Well, not really. I didn't hate it as much as chemistry. But, like, I just wasn't interested by it at all. It was just a bunch of random, almost common sense principles. I love me. physics. I don't know. I just, like, it, it never interested me at all. I just looked at it. It's like, oh, yeah, it's a bunch of maths and a little bit of science i thought you would like it it's the laziest science subject yeah yeah it is the laziest science subject in spm but you know like i just wasn't really turned on by it 
if that's an okay space. Of course, space. you got turned on by bio. Yeah. yeah. You should have seen this guy during plant reproduction. <laughs> what? Damn. <laughs> no. That's, Those ovules. Mm. That's not... That, that is a thing. Yeah, that is a thing. That, yes, that is a thing. So, <laughs> yeah, but like when I when I finally did my A-levels um, and then I had a little bit of exposure to like physics in a more proper sense. Like I, I was re- reading a, li- a little bit more like, what is it? six pieces is it a six pieces book so i i had to flip through that um i I watched a few documentaries i looked through the physics a level textbook and i thought why didn't i learn this in like secondary school and like i think if i did learn this i would have been a lot more interested and i almost would have definitely gone into physics if i knew what it was about like if you knew it yeah yeah so this kind of straight off so like the the point I'm I'm trying to make is that the way we divide people into science and art stream is um, really toxic because we we tie certain connotations to the different streams, um, but it shouldn't be that way. Like I think law students and like social science students in general are as smart as science students. Like we do require a brain to to work in those Discuss fields. Yeah, yeah. Like no. econs is such. A powerful subject and I think econs is probably like the middle ground between the two because it's it, analytical but at the same time like there's humanitarian aspects there's stuff you can interpret as well yeah yeah, yeah. so like I, I don't understand why if you were to study these subjects in secondary school a lot of people like you have to be dumb in order to do it and like that was my biggest reason for Jumping out of, of art okay, Maybe the more accurate thing is like You have to be smart enough to do science stream stuff Yeah, But I guess that right. also just says something about the courses yeah. in art stream Like what it's econs and accounting isn't hard or, or like the standard that you're teaching is too low Like yeah. well, what do you mean people are not smart enough to do science It really should just be a choice mm. Like a, a real choice So a background story I was um, I, I moved to a new school in uh, form three, and they did not have any of my records from form one and form two. So mm. after PT three, when I was um, you know allocated into either science stream or art stream, my principal put me in art stream um, because I had no. Oh, there was a field day. I remember we were having like uh, arguments about it. Not arguments. We were planning to storm the principal's office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were. Yeah. Yeah, and demand <laughs> this man be put in our science class. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that happened. And like, even though I, I kind of knew that I wanted to do social sciences by that point, like I already had interest in uh, studying law at university. Um, I did not want to go down that path, uh, largely because um, of, I don't know, the sort of social stereotype that we have about art students. Like I didn't know how to face uh, my family members if I told them, yeah, I'm in art stream. You know? And then they'll just look at me like, the fuck bro <laughs> you bring shame upon our family or something like that you know so yeah that's that's one thing that isn't in our control it's also a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy if you group all of the worst students together that's true yeah yeah like I, that's it's kind of mean to say that but it's it's kind of true i mean if you if you forcefully put like people who are who have uh, trouble studying or do mm-hmm. not see studies as their priority and you just ship them off to a social sciences class then they'll just amplify um their 
tendencies to not be academically focused, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that this is like a political tactic or something? What? To group people? Okay, that's like conspiracy theory. It, it's probably a conspiracy theory, but now that I think about it, it sounds like it might be legit. Like, Do we, not quote us on this. <laughs> let's not have like smart economists, accountants, future lawyers. Oh, here comes the Marxists. We just want <laughs> dumb people in there. <laughs> Stupid. No, no. Yeah, well... Okay, so like the idea of being smart and dumb is also something that isn't really in our control. So a lot of people disagree on this, whether people are naturally smart or dumb. What do you think? Hmm. Quite a hard question, actually. Um, I personally think that um, there's variations in the sort of total intelligence that people have, but the intelligence is expressed in very, very different methods. So I'm of the opinion that Intelligence can bleed into non-analytical skills, so stuff like reflection on your emotions, how well you can control your surroundings, your spatial awareness, right? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So intelligence isn't just limited to like grades. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, I I I completely agree. Um, but if we if we talk about grades specifically, I think that there should be a distinction between, like, your natural ability to pick something up. Like, if someone is just more receptive or like more aware of the information, then obviously they will have a head start. Mm. So, but that doesn't define your intelligence. I think there's quite a bit of like your own personal work that can sort of cover up your tracks. For example, I don't think I'm a naturally smart person. Mm. Uh, I think the only reason why I've been able to go this far in like my uh, study educa- education career is because of the background that I have doing other random stuff like debating and Fair. Uh, writing and all that nonsense and probably like life experiences sort of help a bit like I moved schools a lot as a kid my parents are divorced I've met a lot of different types of people um, I've had a lot of ups and downs I guess so I guess that sort of forces me to think in a different manner but I guess it also depends mature a bit faster I suppose yeah, it also depends on your definition of intelligence. So like, you could say that maybe you're born with a higher emotional intelligence. That's why you're able to reflect on your experiences and gain something from them as opposed to be stuck in a rut. Like you see with some people that are in hard uh, family conditions or don't have stable social circles yeah. going into the years. Yeah. yeah, I guess. So it really does depend on what you define intelligence as, I guess. Okay, yeah. maybe there's not just two parts. So I think there's three. So there's one is your like your natural ability. Like some people are just like some people learn to read earlier than others. Mm. Like I think I started reading at a very young age. Uh, other people only start reading when they're like seven. I forgot when I started reading. Yeah, like I I don't think it's a big deal anyways. Like I I know people who start reading late but are just as smart as me. But I'm just saying like. <laughs> You know that thing where Asian parents are like, my kid read when he was one year old. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, then, exactly. Like, the kid becomes a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, uh, okay. But, uh, but we respect janitors. Yeah, we do, we do. Yes. You guys do God's work. Your good work. Okay. Secular. Secular <laughs> podcast. Okay. Yeah, so, um, where were we going with this? Right, so... There is that like natural ability, like some people are just more inquisitive, some people are just more receptive to new pieces of information, some people just have 
like very good spatial awareness like there's freaking Magnus Carlsen who can memorize thousands of football players yeah thousands of chess games with like he just looks at them once and he just remembers them forever like they're like people who do have that natural ability but there's also people like who use their own effort to cover up their losses so uh like they are how do i explain this so i guess for example um I'm not very good at memorizing things. I have Fair. quite uh I don't know. I I have quite a bad memory, which is kind of dangerous if I want to be a lawyer. Uh like I have trouble trying to memorize like facts or sentences or dates. And I spend a lot of time doing research on how to like improve that area of my study, which is why I keep on advocating for active recall and spatial recognition, which I do recommend everyone does. He's trying to learn how to use memory palaces now. Yeah. We might cover that in a future casual episode with memory palace extraordinaire Ian Dillon Chai. Yeah, so I, I'm trying to figure out how do I apply the use of memory palaces uh, to social science because it, it's different, like memory palaces work, I guess, in a more simple manner. They hit manner. different. <laughs> yeah, if you're doing sciences where it's a collection of like grouped together facts, uh, but with social sciences, it's more opinionated. And arguments are arguments are multifaceted, so it's a bit weirder to memorize them, I suppose. Yeah. So like, then there's also so basically there's people who who cover up their losses by, uh, you know, working hard and exploring their weaknesses and trying to improve specifically on that. And it 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 does help quite a bit. Like I would admit that it it helps quite a bit. Like I don't think I would, um, you know probably be where I am if I don't if I didn't try um to to fix my weaknesses and my flaws from mm. yeah I, I think I should have done it a lot earlier to be honest like uh I should have started doing all of this research when like before SPM but I only did it like when I started A-levels which is quite a shame I suppose fight or flight yeah <laughs> yeah but what, what do you think about the idea that kids should go into science stream just because if you do science stream you can do both science and art stream but if you go to art stream you can't do science stream um, like that that sort of you know that I stereotype think I guess uh, like I think there is quite an element of truth to that if I were to be honest like I think a lot of people who, who are studying law at university at least in my university they don't like quite a few of them don't do social sciences subjects like I know I've heard of a guy who's studying in Brasenose in Oxford and he did all three science subjects Brasenose is like is it the best best law college not anymore okay. one <laughs> of the best law colleges uh, in Oxford for reference yeah they're, they're, they're usually the most famous uh, college um, in Oxford if you want to apply for law um, I applied did my interview there and that's the end of the story. <laughs> hey, bro, come on. Uh. At least you got a shortlisted, okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Close, but not that's close. 32 enough. people. Okay, okay, bro. Yeah. At least so, not too bad, like, I think. Huh? Yeah, Maybe, yeah. yeah. It, it's not too bad. Um, but I think there is quite an element of truth uh, when people say, oh, yeah, science subjects, y- you've got the range, baby. Like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but because, like, I think it's true. Um, social sciences. 
they rely more on general principles of understanding as compared to like uh, science laws like scientific rules scientific ideas and like if you if you were to learn like pre-med if you were to do pre-med like you go to a pre-med school uh, and and you're you're learning all of the biology shit and like you're you're trying to understand uh, what the fuck a thrombosis is I don't thrombosis know. yeah so like I think if you didn't have like the basic understanding of how blood clots form from biology and SPM then you would definitely have trouble trying to fit in so it's I guess it's so like I think sciences require a larger like a, a much more deeper dive into a certain field of study as compared to social sciences like I had no background in economics but I did economics at A level um, and I, I think I did okay Okay, and A is fine my natural tendency is like to agree with you but I mean you feel part shitty of for me, it no no I, I, I do feel no, shitty for it part of me thinks that it's just because of our backgrounds like specifically so like you could say that um, maybe for us because we were like debaters from quite oh, a yeah, young yeah, age that's true yeah uh, we learned argumentation analy- uh, analytical uh, skills apparently we didn't learn English yeah <laughs> not not that well sorry <laughs> Malaysians am I right <laughs> but uh, we learned economic principles or like how to how to justify uh, certain worldviews um, mm. while we simultaneously train our technical analytical skills in sciences so um, part of me feels like those skills took quite a long time for us to train in debate specifically that might be why we feel that um, social sciences or the humanities are quite like come quite naturally to us like can you imagine like a scientist that has learned only technical and like observation skills try and argue specifically why like I don't know this person should be safe versus another person yeah like, it's completely different sections of um, like thought processes so I, I think it's it's quite different lah. but I mean on a natural tendency, I agree with you, lah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, while we were doing debate and all of that, we were also studying science subjects in school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I think having the exposure to both fields, in a sense, even though we didn't learn like social sciences formally when we were in secondary school, I think it's still fair to say that like, when you do sciences, you have the range. Hmm. Hmm. So you think like on a more like everyday basis, people are exposed to humanities more often than they are to the technical skills. I think sciences? I don't know. I think like humanities subjects, like the the sort of thinking skills that you have, uh, or you need is is not exactly something that can be taught. It's something that grows on you. You know what I mean? Like even you. though like I had background in econs from debate when I did econs as a subject it was slightly different yeah okay. so like like the intuition or like the understanding is the understanding is one thing like explaining how capitalism works is is one thing but like arguing uh, when a government should intervene and why they shouldn't is something that we don't exactly you know learn hmm does that make sense? I, I, I feel like I'm going a little bit off tangent with this. Hmm. What well, you don't necessarily learn, but it grows on you. Okay, so basically, like, so 
a lot of social sciences they base themselves uh, like the subjects they generally require you to to argue a certain opinion for or against right that's the basic uh, method of teaching a social yeah, sciences opposition subject. Though. yeah right so like for history you decide what is the most important factor that caused Hitler to act in a certain direction uh, in politics you argue whether like representative democracy is better than direct democracy the econs you try and justify government intervention in specific cases or not mm. so like because a lot of this is reliant on building and forming a persuasive argument with the given facts that you have in your brain like I don't know if that's something that is taught anyways it's, it's something that is almost human in nature does that make sense? Like, mm. you do have to reason with people all the time. You, you, yeah, you're yeah, trying to explain fair. to your parents why you should be allowed to go past your curfew is an argument. Yeah. Explaining to your parents why, uh, like, this brand of cookies is better than the other. Why Hall's ice cream sucks and you should always buy Kit Kat. Okay. Uh, Controversial hot, opinion. Hot take. But, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah, like, yeah. Compared to, like, I don't know, hypothesis writing yeah. and scientific testing methods, those don't usually come out at the dinner table. So I suppose like... No offense if they do at yours, <laughs> but you know, that's kind of weird. Yeah, it, it is kind of weird. Yeah, so I guess like learning social sciences subjects doesn't really require a lot of background knowledge. Startup. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's more like just refining the skills that you already use in everyday life. Hmm. Right, but so, even with that, do you think it's a small advantage that range, or do you think it's large enough to justify prioritizing your science, science subject streams? syllabus? Yeah, I actually don't know. Like, um, I think so. So I I think that people should be allowed to have the maximum range of choice, uh, before they they finalize it. If like, because if you don't take a science subject in secondary school, you're almost definitely going to be cut out from it. Yeah. Like, the fair. science fields in general. Like, that, it's quite unfortunate, but it's true. Uh, but for law or, like, social sciences in general, it's so easy to enter. Um, like, you can do any degree you want in university, anything at all, and you will, you will have the opportunity to do a conversion course, a one-year conversion course, and qualify as a lawyer. But then again, like specifically in the Malaysian uh, status quo and our education system, people don't usually get an exposure to what law looks like, right? They're not forced to think extremely critically. Like even on a daily basis, sure, you're forced to identify certain questions, but like there's no urgency. Like um, whether to prioritize your brother or your sister is very different <laughs> from whether or not uh, you should enact government intervention yeah, in yeah. the construction of a monopoly or something like that. I think that's like sort of a... I think that's a flaw in the education system in general. So, uh, one thing that I will almost, like, almost definitely die going by is that uh, reasoning... This is his hill. Yeah, reasoning and argumentation cannot be separate from science. You need those skills in sciences as well. When you are arguing with someone trying to prove that a certain way to medicate a patient is more efficient than another, you must have the reasons and the argumentation for it. Like, you compare the side effects of a certain drug or the expenses, how much can this person afford, or, like, the risk factor, like, how risky is this one compared to another, how effective it is. 
Will they have to come back for a second treatment? How long will the yeah. suffering be? There's like a lot of factors that go into like sciences that you have to argue anyways. And like, for example, this this weird uh, opinion I had when I was in a physics tuition class, uh, when it was explained to me that light was a wave, but did not have all of the like characteristics of yeah, a wave. Pure, yeah. yeah, so like that that... Like that sort of dilemma requires you to have that argumentation and reasoning skills to decide whether you think light is a wave or a particle, and I think that is a debate that isn't even settled now. Yeah, it's still ongoing. Like, I think in terms of value evaluation as well, um, especially in the scientific fields. Forgive us, we're both from humanities. We make any slip ups, but like, it's not only evaluated on like a truth basis, right? Like, for example, in Okay, I'm really going into uncharted territory here. I'm an accounting and finance student. But like in terms of like theoretical physics, um, aren't there certain theories that are made just for the practicality of solving certain equations, right? Yeah. That's yeah. True. So like those can be literally can be proven except for the fact that they're they are the prerequisites to solving certain mathematical equations. So they It value, just works. That's yeah, why it they just use works. It. Exactly. Yeah. So um these sorts of evaluations like practicality whether or not how valuable the truth is in a certain theory, I think, like, need to be inherent in sciences as well. And unfortunately, in Malaysia, that's not really... Yeah, so that, that was what I meant by it being a flaw in our education system. I think that we do not really see the need for argumentation and reasoning in sciences as well. I think it's a useful skill in... Anywhere. Yeah, anywhere in life, really. Like, it helps with your <laughs> thought processes, your... You know, just just the what way should you... I eat for dinner? Then again, it will make decision making a lot harder. Uh, that's true. I, what I, should I eat for dinner? Probably mm, debaters are <laughs> debaters are quite indecisive when it comes to deciding what to eat. In general, in general, yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, like, I think, like, for example, just justifying your scientific method, it's already quite a valuable process. How do you know that the result of your experiment is due to the var- variables that you choose? to test like how do you know it's a result of that and not a result of like the environment or like a different variable or different chemical that you decided to add into your potion mm. or something like that like potion <laughs> okay, Harry, sure. Harry Potter yeah uh, yeah so I think that's a flaw and uh, that even though that's a even though that's missing in our education system now uh, the science stream is quite a bit more like it ha- it does have that bit of range I think it's quite cohesive I think that the Malaysian education system for all of its flaws in terms of addressing the humanities side in terms of the sciences it actually does quite a good job I think we're on par with Singapore I, I think our maths is pretty good like I like I it's it's really hard at maths is pretty hard um like compared to UK people no <laughs> but honestly I would rather do A level maths than that that freaking SPM paper again I'm not even joking. Like, I, I suffered in that. Do you see that logo question? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I still have the sticker of that mm. logo question. Hey, I should get that pasted on my bag. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see who has, like, a mathematical stroke in LSE. I'll be like, hey. You'll be like, wait, that looks familiar. Why, why am I... Why, why is my heart beating so fast? <laughs> yeah, so, like, I think our maths is pretty okay. Uh, I think that, uh, well, history. <laughs> history. <laughs> uh, like I, I, I kind of find it weird that we don't have a local Malaysian icon like feminist icon when in our history syllabus we have Raden Ajay and Kartini 
from Indonesia, but we don't have our own. Oh yeah, how do you still remember that name? Because all I remember is Hatshepsut the Third. Uh, yeah, irrelevant to me. Wow. Okay. Noted. Uh. feminist icon more relevant to me. <laughs> no, no, like uh, I I think I remember her because I was thinking like why are we, because we watched the movie about her. Remember. Oh yeah, yeah, Kartini. Yeah, Kartini. So yeah, like, yeah. I was one, like, I, I was thinking like, why, why are we learning about her? Don't, don't we have our own feminist icons, at all, you know? But then like, <laughs> we're in Malaysia, so. I mean, the closest thing we have is. We have femi- We have feminist, feminist. No, we have iconic female people. Yeah, yeah. But not iconic feminists. I think like, like feminist icons are a more recent thing in Malaysian history. Like we we've only had like, I think the current MP of, Put uh, Petaling Jaya is, quite a famous. I mentioned her in a previous episode. Maria Chin. Yes, Maria Chin Abdullah. Maria Chin Abdullah. Yeah, yeah. The Berse. Yeah, yeah. She was Berse. the one who was put in prison for a while or something. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't right at this point? <laughs> Hannah, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, she's she's a feminist icon. I mean, like a, a woman who's outspoken. And is willing to to go through so many hurdles to push for what she believes is right. Like I I think that's pretty cool. Uh, given that you know, uh, we're we're still quite conservative. I think like yeah. our country. But I think we're 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 getting better. Getting slowly better. So like, there's more mainstream media coverage of icons. Like for example, uh, Zati Aziz, Anisha. You know the governor of uh. The previous Bank. governor of Bank Negara. Bank Negara. Yeah, she's quite accomplished. Uh, Nurhaliza, Siti Nurhaliza. That that, that's a singer, though. Yeah, but she is quite famous. I, I think, like, like I, I she think gets she quite took a lot of attention. I think she took quite a bit of shit for, like, her personal life as well. Oh, really? Quite a while ago. Oh, I can't remember. I'm familiar with this. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I don't follow Siti Nurhaliza. Me neither. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not my kind of music, but proud of her. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. I'm a U- more Yuna kind of kind of guy. Oh yeah, Yuna. Yeah. That's who. Okay, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah, she's amazing. Law student as well. <laughs> she's a law student. Yeah, she did her she did her law degree. In this like, is Paran justifying to himself his slow transition from lawyer into rap music yeah, producer. Yeah. Uh, I already have a SoundCloud. It has no songs on it, but just <laughs> you know. It had one. Yeah, wait, did you delete your beats on it? Yeah, no shit lah. No lah, why lah? Because Lydia found oh. it and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> delete. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah so, um, stay updated. Uh, I, I will I will link my SoundCloud when I have songs. Really, yeah, plugging yourself. Yeah, just be like, hototo, bototo, hototo. What the? <laughs> yeah, so you think like the education, the... Attitudes we have in our education system bleed or like bleed into our political attitudes as well. Like Malaysians specifically, uh, while it may not be evident to the international community, have a very big problem with voter apathy. Yeah. Yeah. So you you probably remember this like quite a well known argument that education is one of the like I don't know like the biggest instrument. When it comes to indoctrinating a group of people, who uh, made this argument? Uh? Sounds like a dictator argument. Me. Oh. I make it a lot of times. Oh, wait, in debates. Yeah, in okay, debates. Fair, yeah. Fair. I thought you were going to quote some fellow. No, I'm quoting me. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, but um, so I think this is more apparent in like worse countries, like I guess China, where they literally have uh, 
uh, like camps to make you more Chinese. Social credit systems. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like it's it's probably stuff. not too bad in Malaysia, but you can make that argument yourself. I mean, just read your history textbooks and then you decide for yourself whether it's indoctrination or not. Um, so like, uh, I think a lot of things are just left out of the realm of debate. Like we we don't really criticize some of our laws, and in fact, uh, it's illegal to criticize some of our laws. Uh, <coughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we can't say the name of the act. Yeah, but uh, everyone you know it. you know what we're you talking know, about. We know. Yeah, everyone knows. The world probably doesn't know, but <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but like also, we we look at our previous prime ministers in a, in like a really good light, uh, until Najib lah. Like before Najib, everyone was pretty 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 chill. Right, like we had Tunku Abdul Rahman and like we really glorified him in our textbook. Bro, it took us like half a year to really start talking about. Wait, no, not half a year. Oh my, what am I, what am I talking about? Like forty to fifty years to start talking about, like what was done in the Raza institution. Yeah, so like we like I think that's glorified a bit too much. Like we don't really see the flaws in it. Bursty wa hitam. Uh, <laughs> like for example the 13 May inc- oh no I, I shouldn't talk about this but even the 13 <laughs> like, it, like I don't know uh, I some think, incident lah yeah I something think happened. Uh, some incident in 1969 uh, we don't we never really got the full picture of what happened there um, like it, it's obviously quite uh, one-sided in my opinion and politicized uh, yeah it's obviously very heavily politicized and like all SPM students have been using the 13 May incident uh, you know, for all their kebab questions yeah all their kebab questions yeah yeah like, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah good uh, good you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um, I think since there is quite like a wall within our own education system like there are some things that we do not learn do not talk about I suppose maybe even in science we don't have sex education for example hmm. like uh, we don't learn about what's a good practice in sex. How do you have safe sex? What do you? What happens if you do not have condoms? What happens when you feel horny? Uh, what happens if you like get accidentally pregnant? You know how do you deal with like personal urges or whatever? Like all of these things are never taught. And then like when people don't know how to express their uh, like their sexual their, their need for gratification, and then suddenly they <coughs> get all criminalized and all that. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, like, I think there's a wall, like, that blocks a lot of Malaysian students from from learning what they should know. And this definitely translates into their opinions when they leave school. So when you go into university, where, you know, bec- you become even more radical. Uh, yeah, universities are like <laughs> a make or break point, la, basically. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get... Everyone's going to be extremely expressive in university. Echo chambers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then when you leave university and you find a job, and like, you never really had... Because uh, like, your your secondary school years, your primary school years are the bits, the, the, the years which form your personality and your thinking. I think me in Form 1 is very different than me in Form 5. Really? Uh? Yeah. You can see that in your SoundCloud, huh? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it, I, I'm definitely a lot, like, I was influenced a lot by the people around me. Like, I think in Form 3, I had an Indian accent. Uh, and, hey, fella. Uh, it, no, it was even worse, la. like, 
Like my Indian accent was so bad Like someone even asked me Are you Indian? Are you part Indian? <laughs> no Legit Someone asked me if I was Indian I was like no and Why do you have an Indian accent? And I felt so bad Because I thought there was just like uh, What is it called? Cultural appropriation? I don't yeah. know No it just feels It feels weird like It's not my accent And then I, I'm speaking with an Indian accent It feels a bit wrong To me okay. at least Like I, 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 I don't like Having to You know <laughs> Yeah so like because these are your these are the years where you build your personality up, and when you leave school, it's it gets a lot harder to change your the way the way you think, and you know, uh, yeah. So like your your opinions, they're a lot harder to change after secondary school. Like it's just because you you become less receptive. It's all part of of growing up, I suppose. Do you think like in the education system, we tend to like put an I don't know, like, it produces people that don't see things on, like, a scale-based, like, uh, spectrum sort of way of thinking, and they start to identify absolutes. So, like, for example, just now, um, we were having um, our breakfast, you me know, mama. normally, me and mama with ayam goreng. Oh, yes. And then, like, Nescafe ice, stay ice, you know, the, the whole Malaysian Oh, shebang. you're talking about our yeah. neighbour. <laughs> and then, like, these two fellas pull up next to us. And then one of them, literally, they're talking about the whole Anwar role uh, that's happening now. Then, the fellow literally just said, no matter what, anyone that supports Anwar, I do not support. And like, <laughs> like, those kind of sweeping statements, like, kind of paint a picture of what the Malaysian political scene unfortunately looks like in a majority of cases, where it's about absolutes of Cults of identity Like you think This person is bad So anything that he does Is automatically bad It's never a comparative Between What does this side offer Versus what does that side offer Yeah What kind of principles Are they running on What kind of presidents Are they people that Can keep them in check In their own parties Or are they Are they like l- The top of their party And no one's able to um, Serve as check and balance You know yeah. To be fair We 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 didn't stay around long, uh, long enough to eavesdrop on his reasoning behind his opinion. Okay, that makes it sound so dodgy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, we probably don't know why he prefers the comparative more than the like the prospect of having unwise. Neither are we saying we are supporting um, either side. Yeah, yeah, we we just you know, You're apolitical, taking a stab at like uh, at his uh, judgment skills. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that's also like yeah, that's that's something that we should learn in secondary school. I think like being able, like learning reasoning is not just like learning. Oh yes, this is good because reason one, two, three. Like, it's also about the method in which you reason. So like, comparing it to the alternative is uh, a reason, or like, uh, uh, understanding the the moral implications is a reason. Like there's there's a broad range on how you reason whether something is good or bad. And we don't learn those skills in secondary school. It's applicable to both science and social sciences. Like mm. for my LNET essay, my sub my the essay that I wrote about was literally about whether sciences uh should be subject to moral morality. Like science scientific like uh research should research. be subject to morality. So like I talked about cloning, I talked about nuclear research, I talked about uh drugs and uh clone psychology. Did I say cloning already? Yeah, you said cloning. Oh, okay, yeah. So like, like there are all there are all deep moral implications of a lot of scientific research, and like these things just cannot be separated from each other. So like, we should make that a future episode. 
can talk about stuff like the mouse utopia experiments. Literally, my researcher that I'm supposed to interview next week is uh is researching the implications of law and AI. Oh yeah. Can we say his name? Uh, you know his name, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So because you accidentally sent the damn message <laughs> to the wrong group. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was making a tennis joke with the group, and like I think the guy was like, "What if he doesn't get it?" Then I'll just say like. Um, well, I'm more of a Federal fan anyway. Oh anyway. my god! <laughs> yes, yeah, so actually lame. Yeah. Uh, no hate to tennis people, but yeah, I, I'm not much of a tennis fan. I, I hate tennis. Andrew Murray. Because I I suck at tennis. That's that's why. <laughs> Therefore, I hate it. Yeah. So, um, that was a really really broad way of discussing what isn't within our control. Basically, the subjects that were taught. That, that you are taught Oh yeah We went on like One whole stream of Yeah 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 there. Correct So like I, I think uh, To simplify <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the meme yeah, Meme Mamak coming out again uh, Sorry uh, So um, To simplify Basically One of the things That isn't within your control Throughout your education career Is what you learn um, It's a lot more Apparent When you're in Malaysia um, Compared to certain other Countries uh, then that happens through your own personal choice, um, the coercion of the people around you, as well as what's, you know, even the subjects that you choose, what is mm. kept from you and what isn't. So, or what are made compulsory subjects and what they put in them. Pendidikan <laughs> moral. Sejarah. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Um, also, just one more thing. I think that because like I do admit that science subjects do have a little bit more range than social sciences subjects, but I think that I I well I I think that we sort of underestimate social sciences. Like a lot of people in the UK, for example, they don't really see that as a limit. It's because they are really passionate in being in a certain field, and like if we do not explore the applicability of like social sciences subjects or like it's not well known to a group of uh, or to the general population then obviously people are going to undermine like the value of those subjects so for example law uh where can you use law when people hear law as a subject they think that you're only going to end up doing one of two things a become a lawyer two become a politician <laughs> and um like i think that's pretty shallow i think that mm. the applications of law go far beyond that uh, one because I think a lot of people sort of like ignore the fact that law covers a lot of theory mm. and because that theory is inherently tied to a lot of moral philosophy I think that that sort of expands the range where your degree applies as well becoming an academic in a, a group of different fields um, understanding the applications of like your like using legal analysis and all of your prior skills and understanding of contract law can apply to how you run businesses or where you where you choose to run your businesses mm. because like you know different constituents have different forms of contract law like you have English contract law Welsh contract law which is actually the, the same thing yeah uh, uh, EU contract law international contract law so like mm. I, I think like having this sort of the sort of understanding of what social sciences subjects do and where they can be used uh, is really important because that's also a piece of information that's being kept from you before you choose which field you want to work in and or study. Yeah, part of me feels like um, the problem, like again, in a Malaysian context, 
with why a lot of people don't see their interest in law or social sciences until a much later age it's simply because um, in Malaysia we have this thing with the media where they kind of uh, skirt over like political crises or skirt, skirt. or <laughs> moral crises it's not really an open topic as opposed to in more like westernized areas of media where I think that specifically as uh, humanity Humanities as a subject or social sciences as a field requires people to view these sorts of crises in order to have something as a motivation yeah, to that's push true. forward humanities, right? I agree. So like, you can have an in- innate interest in stuff like physics, biology, just because you think that the fact that like your blood can clot by itself because of factors <laughs> is really cool. Because I also think that's cool. But um, you need context to why the law needs to be constructed why you need new legislation you need to understand things like or be confronted with crises like the fact that uh, you can't just appoint a justice right before your uh, presidential elections because that might sway certain things in a certain party's favor Mm. or like crises like uh, whether or not people should be allowed to hop around parties within uh, certain constituencies or within a certain state in a very, very short time span before elections, right? So if you don't read about these things and you aren't confronted about these things from a very um, kind of young age, I guess, then your drive to do something like law or to make a change in that area is much less. Yeah, I think uh, like a very clear example, at least for me, because this is one of my biggest motivations to work in Malaysia. Do you... Does anyone know who your Supreme Court justices are? <laughs> do you know what do they do? Like, can you even name a landmark case that they have decided on? Like, no one knows, knows what they do. Yeah. And no one knows their impact on society. And their impact on society should be big. Because they literally are one pillar in the process of lawmaking. Because we use a common law system, so... Uh, part of the law is uh, being interpreted by judges. The rest is being made by parliament. That means that the deci- the decisions that they make will end up influencing all future decisions in similar cases. Correct. Yeah. So because we don't un- we don't even know, like how the court system works in Malaysia. Like before this, we used to have a separate Supreme Court for Borneo. Now we don't anymore. I'm con- <laughs> I'm confused by that, and I'm a law student, and like I think because we don't have that understanding or that sort of exposure even in just general media that sort of affects how much we want like our interests in those fields the comparative like when i was in the uk for a while like hearing about the the supreme court cases every other week or something like that because like we had two brexit cases while i was in the uk um i think both of them were were like lost by the government like it was a breach of royal prerogative which is also quite an interesting topic which exists in Malaysia um, <laughs> uh, so like understand like having that Supreme Court judgment teaches a lot of people to understand the concept of a royal prerogative how much power does the government have and what does the law do to limit that power Fella, I don't even know the name of the Sultan <laughs> <laughs> And neither do you. Yeah, I also don't know. What's Probably, that. if you do, then good job. I uh, give you one clap. Yeah, I I just know that uh he's in the hospital right now apparently. Uh apparently that was a scam. Oh, it was a scam. I don't know. That's a conspiracy theory. I I don't know. Like I don't know. I've heard stuff about how like oh actually it's just 
You know what? I won't go into conspiracy. Yeah, let, yeah let's not let's, let's not, avoid. Yeah, this. let's not go with that. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, like we, since we don't have that sort of exposure to the impacts in everyday life of certain subjects, like can you guys even name the current Bank Negara like governor? Do you, Sam? No, I only know the deputy governor yeah, because see? he gave a talk at my school. He's studying economics and accounting. I'm and he... doing accounting and finance. <laughs> so yeah, I mean like. Um, we don't know a lot about the impacts of social sciences in our country right now. Um, then that affects how people think about social sciences for sure. Mm. Yeah. So right, let's move on to the next thing. So the next thing that also limits, <laughs> uh, like limits your control over your education career, is also your privilege. So I think we definitely need some parameters what privilege looks like. Or else this is going to be a very, very long discussion. Okay, so privilege covers a lot, in my opinion. In the context of this conversation. Yeah. So, like, the obvious one is money. So, if you have more money, you can afford more books, more tuition classes, like uh, extracurricular activities. You better can, schools. Better schools, correct. Mm. Uh, and it goes a long way to improving how well you do in your studies. Like, you hear of people sending their kids to, like... Uh, what is it called? College, what? yes, and UEM. No, 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 no. What's the name of the activity that's worse than debate? Oh, a uh, model United yes, Nations. Yes, model United. Sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, to... like this is an. I know we've said a lot of things are subjective in this podcast, <laughs> but like objectively, model United Nations is worse than debate. This is like something you need to concede. This is not even a hot take. It's worse. <laughs> this is not. This is not even a hot take. Uh, it's it's just true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We're sorry, we love human people, but yeah, not but, really. Yeah, not we really. Do. You know, we, we just tolerate your existence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bare human rights, you yeah. know, bare necessities. Yeah. No, I, like, okay, even though I see Model United Nations as primarily a social event rather than a, like, a intellectual event. Yeah. Intellectual activity. <laughs> yeah, so, like, like, even those are beneficial because you do, like, uh, learn reasoning how to talk with other people understanding how do you like create priorities for persuasion yeah persuasion and yeah. all that being a diplomat like all of those are useful skills and those things are only accessible if you have money uh there are a range of different activities also which benefit you you think learning music is dumb no it's not like understanding music theory is probably okay how is it useful i don't know i found Wasn't it there, like a study where it's tied to your mathematical skills like kids that learn uh, music at a younger age are better able to. It sounds so Asian, but okay. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, like for me, I I thought learning <clears throat> music theory uh was useful because, uh, it sort of helped me pick up different concepts really quickly. So also, it sort of like subconsciously, like I didn't realize this until later on. The way I learned chord formations on a guitar, uh, were very sort of pattern recognition. Oh, yeah, I was going to say this. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that pattern recognition is very useful when it comes to uh, uh, understanding uh, and application of logic. Yeah. So, like, there are really small nuances, probably, even from learning music, learning art as, as well. I mean... Uh, Abstract concepts. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, interpretation, like, as a skill. Like... Needs to be practiced as well. I think, like, learning art in a more deeper manner also, you sort of learn how it affects people psychologically. 
how certain colors play off mm. each other. Wine tasting. Yeah. No, no that one's just no. to get people <laughs> that's drunk. That's just bougie. But, sure. Yeah, like understanding uh, like the effects of painting from different perspectives. Like all of these are very important in developing like your spatial recognition, for and example. They all need money. Yeah, and they all need money. So like the range of like, like even though you might think like, oh, why... why rich people wasting their money and like uh, <laughs> kumon <che. laughs> no la, no la. I, I mean like 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 uh, people with money obviously can spend their money doing a lot of different things and these things do affect how well you do in school mm. whether good or bad um, but it's it's an advantage nonetheless uh, in many different ways besides just going to extra classes and buying textbooks um, even in the context of like even when it's not directly academically related, many times it also, money also plays a part in benefiting them in terms of connections, right? Yeah, yeah so that's like, true. That's very true. Yeah, like one of the things that I noticed in my college, well, uh, I am super from, stressed out about that. <laughs> from a premier A level college in the middle of nowhere called College Yasan UEM. And uh, basically, um, all of the Slango people there know each other. They've all gone to each other's birthdays before. Um, they all have like most of them have drivers um, it's like a privileged bubble and this is not a term that I use to describe them myself it's a term that one of my friends who is part of that privileged bubble used to describe the bubble itself because he's seen all their faces before they always meet even though they're all quite far away in terms of their geographical areas in Slangor but the same people meet each other because they all go to the same activities they go to the same clubs their parents clubs as in uh, country clubs golf clubs oh okay uh, yeah and like their parents know each other um, so yeah like connections are a really really strong factor in determining who you know both like in the workplace and in education as well yeah I think like because money does like I think it, it it really correlates with how many people you know and how important those people are like I think some people have to just work a lot harder to build those connections like this this affects more of your life after your education but all, it also does affect your your career in education so like for example in a lot of uh, like um, schools you have student politics or student bodies and it's very hard to succeed in those unless you have the prior connections you're mm. you're likable uh, you've proven yourself to different people that you are reliable um, did I say that already? Um, kind of okay what, whatever you said likeable oh I said yeah. likeable sorry it rhymed in my head so I was like what did I say? Uh, yep in the process yeah so um, rap got incoming <laughs> yeah check out my SoundCloud <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so um, yeah so like these student connections for example my LinkedIn is super dry I have nothing on my LinkedIn. And then I, like, Sam here has, like, hundreds of connections. Okay, calm down. Maybe not hundreds. No, I'm, I'm serious. Wait, what? Don't you have, like, 200 or something? Or is that is that our other mutual friend who's also going to LSE? I think, yes, our other mutual friend oh, who yeah. has joined, like, multiple different student organizations yeah. over the years. So, like, those things are useful. Obviously, well, obviously for your future career... Uh, because you have like experience and friends who can help you out in different fields but also because like these people do directly contribute to your 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 student life like how well you study so if if like i didn't meet ian or sam i probably wouldn't have the room to grow intellectually 
if I just surrounded myself with like people who weren't concerned with the implications of mm-hmm. you know like economics or like uh, like understanding what the fuck is it called uh, quantitative easing like like quantitative yeah, easing uh, this micro hedge funding yeah 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 so like like if I if I didn't surround myself with people who were like really genuinely interested in, on how these policies affect people and like whether they are moral decisions or not I wouldn't you know be interested myself and I wouldn't have taken the extra step to read more about certain topics and mm. gain understanding on certain certain things and like these connections are directly valuable to your to your student career mm. yeah mm. which also brings me to another thing another way uh, that privilege is also not within your control is uh, where you're born um, so uh-huh. <laughs> yeah so Sam and I uh, and Ian as well we're all from Kuching Sarawak and proud to represent honestly Sarawakians yeah. let's go Kuching people go far believe in yourself Kuching people uh, like legitimately yeah bring up the stats like there's quite a few Kuching people in LSE this year really honestly right I only I know mean, like, I only know three me and the two other girls yeah I mean like for like a considerably backwater town in like a like a state that doesn't that isn't very developed that's not bad I guess yeah that's like, true considering how many students are in LSE like in terms of their population not that big I, I know that like 220 law students this year yeah and two of those 220 are are from Kuching Kuching yeah uh, okay like it's it's 1% 1% is I mean in terms of the population of Sarawak comparatively to okay the, la, okay la. yeah yeah so uh, the place where you're born does heavily affect uh, your education career I think this almost goes without saying but like I think it's even more apparent uh, in like more rural areas so I spent like I think half a year in uh, SK Longatun which is um, a school that my grandfather used to work at uh, like this was while he was working there and I was living with my grandfather for a short bit of time and um, I was like in primary 4 primary 3 or something like that and because I had prior experience in uh, in Sri Chempaka so before that I was in Sri Chempaka um, which is a, a private school in Kuala Lumpur then I went to SK Longatun which is literally like a school which had only one room like one classroom for each year. I'm not even joking. They don't have separate classes, and everything is made so out of that? made out of wood. Uh, there's like like elect. You only have electricity at night, uh, because they use generators and everything. Hmm. Uh, so like seeing the difference between like these two places, sort of shows me how much like your location really matters. Like if you were unlucky to be born in a more rural area. Where the government, you know, doesn't have, doesn't like, I don't know, put a lot of funding. Well, okay, they do, I guess, put quite a bit of funding. I actually have no yeah, idea. Or you live in an area where the government doesn't even exist. Like, <laughs> that's, that's a valid possibility. Like, you you live in a place, like, where's a place where the government doesn't exist? I'm uh, trying to think of a African. Yo, yo, calm down. Right, no, I mean... Um, Poland? Does Poland technically 
I I mean like okay, ineffective yeah. government is more is a more effect uh, is, is a, a more, better yeah, yeah it's a better term better. Than, than a non-existent government. <laughs> yeah, so like, mm. like the the kids from those areas, like more rural areas or underdeveloped areas, will obviously have a hard time going very far, um, which is also like a big problem I have with uh, the sort of. Um, Affirmative action policies we have in Malaysia, but mm-hmm. uh, future episode. Future episode, yes, correct. We'll discuss people like Thomas Sowell. Who the fuck is that? The fellow that said that affirmative action is bad because it creates a narrative of oppression and that demotivates or like serves as a barrier towards um, these minority groups. I w- we'll discuss okay. this at a yeah, later yeah. time. Yeah, so like we I have think a good friend that really likes Thomas Sowell do in we? Canada. Oh, yeah, that that fella. We're mentioning a lot of fellas. Yeah, don't, we, don't worry about them. Yeah, for the sake of anonymity, Jesus, that An- word. Anonymity. Yeah, so like, for, yeah, we we shall keep their names. Yes. Off the record. Yeah. For now. For now. Mm. Uh, yeah. Doxing. Until yum, yum. Yeah, until we have to cancel them. Until the Antifa episode. <laughs> dun, dun. Yeah. Um, so That's basically it right We've, we've covered everything Have we Oh what Wait about privilege Yeah What Wait, Yeah yeah go on go on Let's continue on privilege Okay so like We've covered money We've covered uh, Location We've sort of covered Your environment So like The friends you have I guess this also applies To your family Family as well Yeah, yeah. So if you have a family That is just disinterested In what you do you have a very weak support system. It's quite hard to go far. Like I, I don't. My my parents don't understand what I do. For mm. example, like they they might be educated, but like they don't they don't really understand. They don't relate to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was trying to talk to my dad about like the law and AI thing yesterday, and he was like, every day, human <laughs> beings stray further from God. <laughs> <laughs> Is that me, you know? <laughs> No, yeah, 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 but like that was that was. He funny. actually say that. Uh, in in a more modern way. Uh, sorry, in a in a in a. Humans were never meant to tamper with. Yeah, yeah. So like AI. Even like, like when I because remember for our debate competition we we had the motion about, uh, cloning. Yeah. Yeah. So I brought it out with my dad. My dad was like, "No, cloning is bad." <laughs> it is against yeah, the it doctrines. Is, it is against the Bible. Yeah. And all that. So yeah, so um. Where was I going with this? Yeah, uh, so yeah, yeah your, 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 your support system. So if you don't have uh, people in your family who care about what you do and are willing to support you, then it's it's obviously harder. Uh, like, I don't think I have that problem, even though my parents don't understand uh, what the study of law means. Um, like, they're they are quite they're generally quite supportive and they, they really push me to go far. Although sometimes it might be a little bit a bit too much. A bit too much, but uh, yeah, Asian like, parenting. Yeah, that th- that kind of support system really matters. Like there are people, um, who want to like study, social sciences, and their parents are just pushing them to do, medicine careers or engineering careers. Yeah, we we have a friend that like we think we have made an excellent chef. Like we're talking about oh, top yes. rate. Like he makes amazing stuff, and he's only like he was only like eighteen, seventeen could do like brisket yeah yeah and like he was so interested in the subject but then he got pushed to do medicine, medicine. yeah like this is like a one of those jokes you know if asian parents like oh you only have 
yeah, all the choices in the world. Doctor, engineer, lawyer. Yeah, like yeah, correct, correct, correct. Yeah, my mom was was a bit like that as well. She was like, you can do anything you want, but it has to be law. <laughs> <laughs> Quite wide range of selections. Yeah. Yeah, so... um. Yeah, so yeah, I think it's really downplayed, like in terms of the support structure that you have in your family. Like, right. even compared to your friends, like, it's not, it's not even the act of apathy. Like, that's bad enough that your parents don't really care about what you're doing, but like, it's the act of, like, active resistance that I think really, really hurts in terms of you trying to pursue your dreams, and that's what like, that's what pushes people to go into jobs that they don't really want to do or aren't interested in you know yeah i think it goes even further than that as well i think like uh being surrounded with like people with the intellectual capabilities to challenge your understanding or knowledge of a subject is really useful like Mm. if i didn't have friends like ian and sam and i don't have people to just randomly you know like i think yesterday i went on a rant on how uh like like y'all hearing this whoever's hearing this like don't even know how random our like discussions on moral dilemmas are yeah yesterday i was talking about the, the i was comparing the utility of badminton and football then he launched into this whole economic rant about yeah yeah, how, yeah like yeah. like what are definitions for maximum utility like does the definition of a team game and a solo game affect how we assess yeah yeah correct, utility? correct. so like like not having that at home uh is is quite important like having that at home is important yeah but so, obviously not to the point where you like launch into a aneurysm about moral dilemmas every yeah. time you walk into Uniqlo <laughs> oh no slave labour <laughs> start foaming at the mouth yeah well I, I obviously don't recommend you get into fights with your parents about your personal opinions like, we are not advocating <laughs> yeah, yeah. for family aggression yeah but like I mean having people in your family you know like you just talk about a certain subject or like if, if they know that like they read the news and they're like, oh, this has something to do with what my kid studies. And then they bring it up with you. You know, and they ask you like, oh, uh, what do you think about this COVID vaccine? Uh, it says that it contains Clorox. Is that good for the human body? And like, then if you're studying medicine, just, I'm just bash at it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I don't know, Dawhan and his like, like, we have a friend like who's doing medicine and like his dad and mom are also in the medicine field. And like, one of the main I think one of the really main drivers for him was uh, how much he idolized his parents as well like in the in that field mm. the fact that he can identify like it's one of the only things like I think they can really identify with um, is their collective love for like uh, the field of medicine having that is really a great motivator I think for some people yeah I agree completely agree my, my dad is uh, more passionate about medicine in fact like i think he's a hardcore medicine stan uh, like i, I said this because medicine he, junkie yeah <laughs> that sounds wrong but okay i mean like like you need to be a junkie to love medicine yeah. i honestly junkie in what sense junkie in terms you love the field to the point of addiction like you are willing to literally wake up at four AM. You know, if if you if you field. if you're a junkie, I think you should definitely stay away from medicine. <laughs> you're not in that sense, <laughs> la, But ah, you get what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, having people to guide you, uh, with the way you study as well. For example, like the way you think about, uh, like certain concepts and how they apply. You get a lot more exposure if you have parents who. 
who care about it you know like they hear about like certain things from your friends and then they can advise you on university decisions for example um like maybe they have connections as well i don't know so yeah having a, a good support structure at home is also really important if you have apathetical parents or parents who just don't know what you're doing or don't know what you're passionate about or like they don't understand it or they push in the wrong direction yeah yeah they push you in the wrong directions then it's it's obviously going to be a bit harder for you um right i think we've handled that yeah yeah so we've we spent like quite a bit of time bashing what isn't in your control but what is in your control what 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 is in your control yeah is this section just non-existent is it though like i think there is so like i covered this a little bit earlier on like you can cover up your flaws right so i don't i i don't have a really good memory i don't take to things like i can understand them but keeping it stuck in my brain is a problem for me yeah so you can make like personal efforts in order to fix some of the things that you're really bad in i guess but is this is really in your, in your control though Buying just, exercise let's just assume books. that it is like for me like the study methods I currently use I would have never been able to do this in like secondary school because back then I didn't have a laptop uh, we had a family laptop uh, but I wasn't on it most of the time like, even with free education apps and stuff you need a phone to access yeah that's them. true yeah yeah so what is in your control because study methods to some extent do depend on money that's true um Shit. But I mean it's a scale, right? Like how much does it really I, I think like the less the less privilege you have or the ne- the less like natural advantage you have, the more effort you need. Well that's quite quite a given. Um, yeah, 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 it's like a, yeah. Like the, the like you need more effort to cover up your, your flaws. So um, maybe instead of um for example eh, Viviona. That's a good example. Like Normal people could just look up study methods online, like at the comfort of their home. The only like hindrance you have is probably Netflix in your bedroom waiting for you. <laughs> but like for people like if you're not from, I mean if you've been living uh, under a rock, <laughs> under a tree, <laughs> uh, and you haven't heard of Viviona, um, basically she's this Sabahan girl that literally had to climb up a tree in order to act, like have access to internet, you know, in order to do her exams. So, for people that are less privileged, they need to do things like this in order to get access to basic amenities they need to further their education. Yeah. And even then, I think their access to do these sorts of things, like their, the energy that they have to expend in order to do these things, also relies on other factors, right? So, if you're from a um, household where you need to do part-time jobs then obviously you can't expend as much of your energy uh, devoted to your academics and thus you're not able to make up for the sort of uh, academic feelings that you may have right yeah hmm. it takes a lot of like I don't know quite quite a bit of exposure to to even know how to cover up your flaws like people just like the, the, the one key advice that I, I kept getting in secondary school is just spend more time studying. But like never really how to study. Like there were courses on how to study. They're like use mnemonics. You know, like every every good boy deserves a Acronyms. Race. Yeah. Is that not the same? Oh, yeah, is acronyms. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So like uh like they they kept saying use these things or to help you memorize stuff and I'm just like 
yeah but no thanks <laughs> like I, i think so like for example how like, i i learned about active recall space recognition um how useless it is to make notes for example uh like and how useful flashcards are yeah like, how useful wow. flashcards are like flashcards are key i know you all hate flashcards right now probably but like you'll probably need them in future yeah. even i have given in to anki yes that's my boy <laughs> oh how you made decks okay yeah yeah so like like even learning the specific ways to cover up your flaws is really hard like if you have a problem with like uh, maths and where to apply your logic uh how to apply a formula then you need to work on like pattern recognition or language skills for example because they they work the same part of the brain um and these things are quite like not only are they super technical in order to fix knowing how to fix them or knowing that's your flaw in the first place is already very hard if you don't have the tools to do so like i know that i have probably a better a quite quite good like pattern recognition skill uh because i i play quite a bit of chess and i've been doing quite a few iq tests and stuff like that and like i i i noticed that it's my pattern recognition is quite useful um yeah i'm like kind of the converse of parent so like i think my memorization is quite good <laughs> but my like motor skills are absolute crap like i am the clumsiest fellow ever <laughs> i think i've dropped uh a... okay, a testicle I've I've there's too many <laughs> things I've dropped I can't remember but a lot of stuff yeah there's there was one time we were trying to leave a building so you know Sh- how how no. uh, you know when you try and open a door like a glass no. door that is magnetically locked you have to press the button and then below the button or somewhere near the button it's there's so an emergency glass button that you're supposed to break in order to release it so he looked at both of those two things like the actual oh, lock button and the emergency glass he considered the both of them i could see his finger hovering over both buttons and for some reason he decided to press the glass button the one that you break in case of a fire like the alarm went off but we managed to get out of the building the guard was staring at us yeah and the guard was staring at you <laughs> no not me yeah so oh. yeah in my defense It was 12 at night. Shut up. It was really late at night. I was sleepy. It was after debate competition. We were at a debate competition. Yeah, I was sleepy. Okay. Where you need brain, to use your logic your brain, skills. Brain, brain hard think outside debate room. <laughs> But then like like Okay, yeah. As soon as I felt like the the glass crack under my finger, I was like, well, crap. In my defense, the button Didn't, literally didn't say emergency exit it just said exit and it was like press here exit no there's no fire <laughs> even if there wasn't a fire like sign there like i mean it's kind of common sense no like why would there be like a sorry la i'm from sarawak i've never been to a fire okay. before <laughs> i live in an apartment in kuching oh yeah you do fuck you <laughs> well At least we know who's the more privileged one here. I- ironic. Ironic. I mean, it is kind of ironic because I'm 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 around with you. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. All right. So, so basically, there's control? nothing in our control, lah. Uh, like. <laughs> not fully, lah. I guess. I mean, obviously, your personal effort. Uh, 
if you believe in free will. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Let's just assume you have free will, right? Because <laughs> that that validates your your you listening to our podcast more. Uh, but yeah, assuming you have free will, uh, stuff like effort and like what you choose to divide your time into, like obviously those things are in your control to some extent as long as you're able to do them right. But the limitations you have on how much effort you can exert, like your surroundings, a lot of stuff is out of your control. So TLDR, if you have a university placement or if you've got a better education than someone else, it's not because of your own effort, it's because you're fucking lucky. Yeah, so if you're shit at studies, don't feel bad about yourself. Yeah, because there's probably something in your environment. Yeah, I, I like basically like I, I don't like it when people blame themselves for their own failure when it comes to education at least because a lot of the times it is out of your control like people bragging about how well they did SPM and then there's people who, who shy away from like uh, you know being with the rest like you what your PT3 oh yeah <laughs> uh, yeah like well, it was okay I mean I had a special section it is one C. There's like, there's a big flex, you know, all that space to my name. Like everyone else, whoa, like up to 60 people got straight A's. Then there's this one fella in the corner there with his own section. One, Samuel Chan Hanwei. It is one C. Yeah, like, I, I guess this is also like a, a, a big part of the basis why I, I don't think your grades really, really reflect how smart you are. Um, because it's not really within your control. Their grades are really not within your control. Yeah. Even what they base the syllabus on. Yeah. Or what you find interesting. Yeah. So I, I disagree with people beating themselves up. Um, like even in A-levels, I have a friend who who struggled uh, grasping all the concepts. But it wasn't because he was dumb. It was because he never he was never like properly taught English. Oh. Oh. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think if he had better English education from a younger age, he would be, like, as academically advanced as the rest of us. But because he had, like, he, like, I don't know, he had trouble understanding a foreign language, that, that obviously hindered him. If he was born in a place where English was the main language, then the story would be very, very different. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite lucky that even though both my parents are clubbit and both of their mother tongues are clubbit they chose to speak english to me as a kid and they only speak clubbit when they're pissed <laughs> which is how i learned clubbit same <laughs> same but i'm chinese so i don't know if that still applies uh, yeah so like i mean there are like really subtle advantages everyone has uh, especially those who succeed in their education career we, we rarely see them, we rarely talk about them, but we do need to acknowledge them, whether you succeed or fail um, your grades. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was that about it? I think that's about it. Okay. But, like, that that doesn't mean, like, don't study hard lah. Like, yeah, obviously, stay in school, yeah. eat your vegetables, <laughs> what did my voice crack? <laughs> yeah, just, just don't do, like... Just you probably say don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, don't do drugs. Like, yeah, that's a no-brainer. No, actually, that's not really a no-brainer. Is it a no-brainer? Stay tuned. <laughs> why, are we, why are we plugging so many future episodes? We uh, haven't even fucking planned that one. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, basically, even though a lot of things aren't within your control, I don't think it's, it's an excuse to give up either. The 
like whatever you can do just do it like work as hard as you can to oh, to go as far as really? you can honestly like yeah. i i i should have worked harder towards the end of my a levels which is why i i feel like i don't deserve my a level grades Hello, you literally just explained why it's non-logical to blame yourself. I I know, I know, but like sometimes you feel that way. But yeah. like understanding that there's stuff with with uh, that's not within your control, but also trying to fix the things that are within your control makes it easier for you to come to terms with the way things are. Yeah, it's part of the process. Yeah, it's. Part I don't of the think process. you should expect it to be instantaneous. Like, oh crap, nothing's yeah. out of my con. Everything's out of my control. Yeah. So. I'm fine with my bad grades. Like obviously, you'll still feel crap about it. That's but true. at least, like I think, in a way, you have space to kind of accept that it happened. You know. Yeah, there's a middle ground basically. Like being lazy and, uh, and like, I don't know. And being trying, trying too hard and not getting good grades. I guess. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Okay. Basically, yeah. Just just study hard. Do what you can. But even if you fail, just know that some things are just not within your control. Alright, is that the end? Yeah. Okay. It's alright, guys. <coughs> and always remember, if you're wearing a Uniqlo shirt, slave hands were probably on that shirt. Goodbye. <laughs>